welcome to Water Wednesdays, everyone. I'm your host, Catherine. And I'm Allie. Thanks we, for tuning in. Yeah, we are back with our bow series. Today we're going to um, be talking about John, the last gospel in the New Testament. Yes, and um, I don't know about you, Catherine, but this one's my favorite. Am I allowed to say that? Is it? Totally is. Yeah, no, you're, you're definitely allowed to say it. Why is it your favorite? Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that our um, sisterhood studied it two years ago and we like we went through it as a team and like studied it chapter by chapter so this is the gospel I'm most familiar with but I also feel a connection to John as a writer because I feel like this gospel um, he uses a lot of uh, juxtapositions or a lot of like light and dark men and women like tends to write really complete, and um, as a writer myself, I really enjoy the way that he just writes and talks about Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's funny you say that because I was noticing too, like John uses a lot of symbolism, like you said, like he yeah um, he likes to refer to to Jesus's light and being a shepherd and the bread of life and it's cool. Like, yeah, you're right. As a writer, it's like, you know, I love symbolism. So I'm super into that, but it's funny because every gospel we've read, every time I read one, I'm like, Oh, this one might be my favorite. And then we read, <laughs> the next one, and I'm like, well, this one might be my favorite, <laughs> but I That's did funny. about John too. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have like a connection with him and I, um, I love the story of the woman at the well and John four. Um, and I love the story of Nicodemus and John three, I feel like this is probably the book of the Bible that I'm most familiar with and can pinpoint where things are. And I can't do that with like any other book of the Bible. So I just feel like a connection to it, I guess. That's cool. And it that's a good reminder that the more we're in the word, just the more connected we do feel to it, you know, like yeah. the Bible yeah. has the power to do that. And it's, it's like an inspiration to keep reading. Yeah. And yeah, you want that. You want that time with it so that it like bubbles up just mm-hmm. like in your spirit and you're just like, ooh, the goodness. Right. Ooh, the goodness. Um, <laughs> and I like that you mentioned the um, the I am statements because there are seven of them in John's gospel. Um, and we know that like seven is like the complete number. It's like the holy number. So I think that's pretty cool. I think, mm-hmm. I think Lisa Turkhurst um, recently released an I am study so you can like go through and like study those seven and like find them and read them and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, do you want to kick us off with the verse you picked? Sure. Sure. Um, do we want to touch on like the background information of this one? Um, I know we've done that with the other ones. I know that John uses the word believe a lot and I know he's writing to like everyone, like his audience is intended for like all the people, all the people who believe. Yep. Um, my Bible also says he was the youngest of the 12 disciples. Yes. A fun little piece of info. Fun fact. Um, I don't really know who to credit, but I'm pretty sure that this gospel was written latest. Um, so, 
um, like the other three were written closer to around like at, like after Jesus's death, like within the first, I don't know, 20 years. But then John wrote this one later after the other ones had been written. So I know that's true. And I also know that um, John lived the longest. He was the disciple, like the one of the 12 that um, lived the longest. So no, it's good to know. Fun fact. Yeah. I just love John. I think he's the best. So <laughs> I just got these tidbits. It's, uh, it's fine. Yeah. And also I wanted to read this too. So in verse, uh, or chapter 20, verse 30 through 31, John says, these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So that kind of sums up, you know, the purpose of him writing this. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, thanks for, thanks for reading that. That's perfect. Um, so the scripture that I picked today is John 1, 1. Um, so as I was like praying about what I wanted to share, because I love this book so much, I could literally pick any of it and just like make it work. Um, but the Lord put on my heart to just read John 1, 1, and it's kind of just been rattling around in my brain all morning. Um, and the verse is in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Um, and the word is capitalized in all those places. Um, and I believe that the word that it's, that John's referencing is Jesus. Um, so he's saying in the beginning was Jesus and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Um, so like those two are interchangeable, um, Jesus and the word. Um, I also looked up on Blue Letter Bible just for like a bit of background information. The Greek word for the word word um and it's logos logos um so some of the um like the definition of the word it would be like of speech um a word uttered by a living voice embodies a concept or idea a, a conception or idea um or what someone has said so it's a word or the sayings of god um a, a decree or a mandate or order um, discourse, doctrine, teaching. So it's kind of a word that has a lot of meaning to it. Um, and a lot of it is like the divine expression. So Jesus, um, his account. All, so just like this whole idea of the, our religion, our, our Lord, our Christ, like it's just kind of a big deal. And I love that this is where John starts. Like, um, and I also looked at wh- how Matthew, Mark, and Luke started their gospels. Um, Matthew jumps right in with a genealogy um, and then yeah they're just different and so John starts here and says in the beginning at the very beginning before anything else before time um, Jesus was with God and I love that and I love that he goes on to um, tell the story of Jesus's uh, birth and life and what happens um, but start here like wants us to know that Jesus like I don't even know what is it a Bethel song or a Hillsong song you were the word at the beginning uh one with God the one most high that's just what came to my mind but um yeah I just think that's a cool I I like that yeah yeah it is it's it's a very profound sentence when you look at it all Mm-hmm. In the beginning it's, was the word. So he's there at the very beginning. The word was with God. Jesus was with God. And the word was God. So Jesus was God. Like the right. is, It's very profound. It's profound. And I just, I love a good sentence to chew on for a while. And, you mm-hmm. know, as a writer and as a, a poet, I guess, 
the idea of repetition. I love that. Um, and yeah, and it, it's a good reminder that the Holy Spirit has been present, like past, present, and future, right? Um, they were all together at the beginning. They're all together now, and they'll be all together for eternity. So I love that idea of the relationship between the Trinity as well, So, which it would be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So just wish you didn't know. You know what else is cool too? So I want to touch on this maybe one day when we do an episode on reading the Bible, because I think that's something mm-hmm. we want to do. I know we, we got some feedback. Um, some people would like us to do an episode on that. And I think that'd be really great to do. So we can probably expand on this later. But I do think that one thing I've been learning about reading the Bible is a lot of times we read the Bible thinking about ourselves. Like, as we read it, we're like, okay, so how does this apply to me? Or like, what does this mean for me? Um, And I don't think it's wrong to do that because we, I mean, we should be connecting God to ourselves. I mean, if we're not, then we have to question whether or not we really believe that we have a true relationship with him, you know? But, Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that sometimes we make it all about ourselves and we forget that the Bible is, is a book about God and his love for us and like who he is. Um, and so this statement, I feel like is so clear that it's about God. Like, We're not mentioned in that first statement. It's about Jesus and and God, you know? So I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I, yeah, that, that is a profound idea. And I know it's been written about a handful of times. Like, I think there's a difference between learning about God and then like learning about yourself, like knowledge of self, knowledge of God. And I think you need to know more about God and that's going to tell you more about yourself. But there is definitely a separation between, um, like needing, like needing help. I don't know. Yeah. No. Amen to that. And I think that's an exciting thing to talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not that it's not about us, but it's just it's <laughs> we learn about it's ourselves. Bigger. By it's bigger than that. Him and it. He is just way more important than than us. So mm-hmm. when you can yeah. get that posture correct, it changes a lot. Yeah, for sure. When you can bow. All right, Catherine. What scriptures did you pull? Okay, so I I was saying this earlier, but I really like the concept of Jesus being light to the world. Um, I just love that symbolism. And I even think it goes beyond symbolism. Like, just light is so incredibly important. If we didn't have the sun (laughs) shining every day, we wouldn't exist. And so by Jesus relating himself to light, like, it's showing that, like, we wouldn't exist without him. Mm -hmm. Um, Our lives wouldn't wouldn't be um, the way they are without him. And so... I just love that, that symbol, but, um, I picked, um, chapter eight, verse 12. So it says, Jesus spoke to them again. I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Mm. Um, and I just really love that concept. Actually, one of my favorite worship songs is light of the world by Lauren Daigle. Mm. Have you heard that one? Um, is it an older one or older? Yeah. It's maybe about like four or five years old. 
Um, I'll have to listen to it and see if I recognize it. Oh my gosh. It's to this day, it's still one of my favorites. And it's just like, yeah, talking about how Jesus is the light of the world. And um, I just think it's really cool. Like, you know, this is one of those scriptures that I am reading it kind of um, in reference to like what it means for us, you know, like, Sure. Jesus is saying, anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness. And it's like, how can you not want that? You know, like when you think about walking in darkness, like that's scary. You don't know where you're going. You don't know where you're going. Um, You know, there's probably some fear and anxiety in that space. But when you can see and when Jesus brings that light into your life, it changes everything. Um, I don't know if you were at church this one day, but there, there was baptisms happening and, um, there was a girl giving her testimony and she worded something like about her, um, shift in her relationship with God that stuck with me. But she said, um, she said, brokenness is still very much a part of my life, but Mm. the difference is that now the lights have turned on. So the way she explained Mm. it was, she said, I was living in darkness and brokenness. And then all Jesus did was ask me to invite him in. And when he stepped in, all the lights turned on because he is the light. Whoa. And she said, she's like, he didn't ask me to step out of my darkness. He just asked me to let him in. And that always stuck with me because I was like, that's such a good picture of what it is. It's like brokenness doesn't go away, but Jesus turns the lights on. Right. Yeah, for sure. And then I also think what's cool about this scripture too is um, he points out anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness. He doesn't say anyone who believes in me will never walk in the darkness. Hmm. Which I think is interesting because um, like in, in verse earlier in the scripture in verse or chapter five, verse 24, he says, truly, I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not come under judgment, but is passed from death to life. So he does definitely say anyone who believes has eternal life. Like that's, mm-hmm. given. but I feel like in this verse, it's saying anyone who follows will never walk in darkness. Mm. I love that. And I feel like, I don't know, what do you think is the difference between like believing and following? Um, I feel like following is a posture of like believing every single day and having a mindset and an awareness um, versus like, I don't know, it's almost like trusting comes in as well, right? Because you can believe something, but do you trust it? Do you put your put all your your eggs in that basket you know right so I don't know I'm not sure more than that I feel like also when you're talking about light like I was thinking of the word essence a lot I don't really know why but um yeah I just I really love everything you've shared about light and um I think it's good believing and um you won't be in darkness when I started um, like volunteering with church, someone told me that the fact that I'm like aware to my sin in my life is really remarkable. And 
most people are walking through life with the lights off, right? Like they aren't aware to um, like themselves or the the bigger picture. So that's kind of what I was picturing when you were talking about like having the lights on and it doesn't make, like you said, the brokenness go away, but it's like following Jesus, like despite of your brokenness and knowing that you don't want that darkness. So mm-hmm. um, keeping him close and that's going to keep the lights on for sure. Yeah. And I think what's tough is that sometimes we get so comfortable in our darkness that we don't even think it's bad anymore. Um, yeah. You know, like I think of, you know, how I lived my life before really inviting Christ into it. And I would classify that as darkness because now I know what it looks like to have the light of Christ in my life. And I can see mm-hmm. now that I was li- living in darkness, but it's tough because. I wouldn't have said that at the time. No. Because we just get so accustomed to it. And, and that's what I believe the enemy wants us to feel, you know, he wants yeah, us. Yeah, comfortable. Feel. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is life. Like, you're fine. You got this, <laughs> you know. You're just like everybody else. Yeah. Right. Um, I actually just looked up the definition of believe and the definition of follow. So, Believe is to consider to be true or honest mm-hmm. um, to, or to accept the word or evidence of. Okay. So believing is very like in your mind and in your, it's almost like an internal opinion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but follow said it means it's a verb and it means to go or come after, move or mm. travel behind. So it's very action driven. And so I almost feel like the challenge here is like, do you simply believe or do you follow? And do you right. go and follow after Christ and where he's leading you? Um, and I think that's a question we all have to ask ourselves. But I think when we choose to follow, that's when we can be confident that the light is just going to be everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the scripture that's like those who look at the Lord, their faces will reflect him or something like that. Oh, yeah, your faces will be radiant. Yeah. Yeah. And I also like John 831 says, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. So kind of bringing this back to the verse you read, Allie, where it's like, Mm -hmm. you're his disciple, you're a follower of Christ when you continue in his word Um, and continue. It's like that um repetitive verb yeah it's like not unwavering like you keep going at it um it's not a Mm -hmm. one and done thing it's like you continue in the word you keep going you keep following Mm -hmm. yeah that's really good I love it I love it I'm so grateful for light Ugh, same And, and I love what you said about the sun too like and kind of going back to what I mentioned about like essence, like we would not exist without the sun, like S U N the light, you know, I just love that. Such a good metaphor, such a good gospel. You guys read the whole gospel. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's good. And the stories in it are great too. It's yeah. Good. Well, I think maybe we can leave you guys with a couple questions to ponder. Um, just some takeaways, maybe some action steps for the week, but Maybe ask yourself, um, do you have the light of Christ in your life? 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if you do, where can you step out to follow him more faithfully? Or are there areas of of your life that you can open open the door for him to come in and bring light into it? Because I think something yeah. we're talking about a lot is how surrender is is also a continuous act. And you know, there can still be rooms of your heart that you still have closed off to the Lord and mm-hmm. his light. So like maybe be examining like where in your life can you um, invite him in their darkness? Yeah. And then I think the last question is who can you pray for or reach out to, to open up their eyes to Jesus's light? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have, you know, people in my life and maybe just th- identify those people like and be intentional about praying for them and reaching out to them this week. Nice. Yeah. I love that. It's good. Share the light, a lamp on a hill. Yeah. There's the so light. many references to light and stuff, you know, it's like mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. Well, to wrap things up, um, we are changing format the next couple weeks. Um, so the next bow series, um, the book of Acts will be um, May 29th. So the last week in May. Um, and we would love if you're currently studying the book of Acts or if you have some good resources or anything like that, feel free to reach out to us either um, in our, on our Instagram in the direct messaging or you can always email us at wateredwednesdays at gmail.com. Um, if there's anything in particular with the Book of Acts you'd like us to uh, look into or to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Yes. And actually, Allie, I meant to read this and I totally forgot about it. But I want to mm-hmm. close with reading a little um, excerpt from my Bible. As I was reading through yeah. John, I came across this and I thought this was just really cool to share. So I'm going to read this real quick. But it's talking about Jesus and it says, His example of servant leadership set him apart from all other historical religious leaders. He was not a leader who lorded over his followers and demanded they follow him. He never coerced their obedience through authoritarianism. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Okay. Authoritarianism. There we go. And fear. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, Jesus called them to the excellence of holiness. He lovingly served them in order to win their hearts and show them the means of reaching others' hearts. So I just wanted so to them end there. the means. Yeah, I love that. Showing the means of uh, like their hearts. Wait, say read the last sentence again. I had it and then I lost it. Um, he lovingly served them in order to win their hearts and to show them the means of reaching others' hearts. Yeah, and she was she was talking a lot here about um, the last night Jesus spent on the earth washing his servants' feet um, sure. and how he was a servant leader. But I just, I wanted to end there because I think it was just such a, a cool point of like how Jesus, his heart was just, it wasn't forcing anyone. Like he just invites us in and right. it's just up to us how we want to respond to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's good. All right. Let's be encouraged this week. Um, Yeah. Yep. And we hope all of you listening have a great week, and we will talk to you next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Stay watered.